I found a new soundtrack to Lissandra. Oh, and it's that? a Masked Intruder song. Oh, oh. hell yeah. Which I, one? I take what I want. Hell yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty. <laughs> it's just pretty much I'm breaking into your house. I don't care that you've called the cops, and it's shitty that you did, but it's fine because I still have your shit. Yeah, <laughs> call the cops. You can't unro- they can't unrob you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Is that the video where they're like, they're going to the cop's house and they're like passing all the stuff out the window. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. like had, they're like laying on the couch smoking cigarettes and like watching TV and throwing the TV out the window. Yeah, yeah. That one. Oh god, yeah. No, it reminds me of uh, uh, it's band we used to listen to a while ago because it was like Russian ska, but like Leningrad. All right. They've they've shifted their tone a little bit, so it's still like ska-ish, but it's a little bit mm-hmm. more like Euro pop, like techno stuff mixed in. Fun. Whoa. And. Weird, yeah. It's weird, but it works. So it's like, yeah, electropop with like big band mixed mm, in. Okay. But um, it's not Electro Swing? No. Thank God. Thank but... God. Yeah, but that band slaps. I, I fucking love them. I got back into them for like some, because I like making playlists for characters that I'm in just because it's fun for me. And yeah, they have a video for one of their songs that it's it's like disco mixed with some big band shit and the whole video is just like a robbery going poorly and then the them at the end just like setting a car on fire and just like <laughs> bitches and a hot tub for some reason great it's so good anyway welcome to blank bodies oh my god it's a vampire the masquerade v5 podcast also and, horror and tabletop in general you know yeah. how it be some nerd shit yeah some spooky shit every once in a while some gross punk shit hee <laughs> anyway i'm hunter and as always, I'm joined by the John. Hello, I'm Sarah. And our lore bot, James. Damn, smoothest yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's as if we've been doing this for it. almost a year. Almost. Yeah, that's getting scary. We're coming up on that. We got some stuff in the works for that, so keep an uh-huh. eye out. It's a mystery. But currently, La Sombra. Yes, part spooky. two. Spooky, spooky, so. shadow boys. Spooky, Actually, spooky edge lords. Hey. <laughs> I mean, they are spooky. And they're a little bit edgy. It is Vampire the Masquerade. That's all the clans. But uh, okay, no, 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 no. I mean, let's be real. Two of them are just soft and stupid. Leave the bruja out of this. I was going to. Those are they're soft. They're they're, 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 they're not soft. Nowadays. I was talking about the Nosferatu and the Malkavians. I'm like, they're just precious dum dums. Look, look, look Toriador in that pile. The, the Malkavians are not dum dums. So you take that. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey. Toriadors aren't dumb. With... They're just useless. That's not true. Malkavians also secretly just know yeah. the secrets of the universe that. That's what happens when you have your primogen in your head. Look, anyway, they, we're we've seen the time knife. We're not talking about the time knife today. No, we're talking hey. about La Sombra history. For the the history, I'm just going to list our sources so people cannot get mad at me. I'm mad at you. Uh, you're always mad at me. <laughs> so the sources that I have looked through for this are as follows: Chicago by Night, La Sombra Clan Books, La Sombra Handbook Advice, Sabat, The Black Hand Guide to the Sabat, uh, the La Sombra Novel Trilogy, Gehenna Book. Player's Guide to the High Clans, Venture Revised, Guide to the Anarchs, Vampire of the Masquerade 20th Edition, Veil of Night, uh, Libus Sanguis, the first book, Lord of the Clans, Encyclopedia Vampirica, and Beckett's Jihad Diary. Yeah, hey, it's a if lot. If you had to pick one clan that's like the quote-unquote high clan, which would it be? Malkavian. Like the stoner clan? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Gangrel. I was going to yeah. say Gangrel. Uh, much like the Venture history, uh, I'm going to be corralling cast this whole time. Let's go. Ho, ho, ho. All right. We are covering also the generally accepted history because much of the lore in World of Darkness is conjecture and rumor. So if I say a thing and you don't like it, change it for your fucking table. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's fine. I'm not offended. It's all good. You're fine. History and time is all an illusion, and it's a lie. Yeah. Uh, we're just trying to take, like, the biggest bullet points possible for the clan and put them in one spot so you don't have to read. What was that? Like, 45 books yeah. to yeah. figure things out. But uh, change it. If you have a contradiction from another book you like more, mm-hmm. change it. Yeah, change There's, it. Go for it. Somebody if, lied. If you want to argue with us about this lore, lore, um, that's fine. We will probably respond with change it. Yeah. Yeah. Change it or this is what's in the books. If you want to change that, that's fine. But we're just quoting what's in the books currently. Because this is also coming from four different out of the five different editions of this game, mm. which have changed history and timeline stuff at every go around. Uh, second edition changed stuff. V20 changed stuff. V5 hasn't outright changed a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of stuff they haven't touched on. I've seen more of what it is. Mm-hmm. So there is bound to be things that are different things that... So take what you like. If you remember the V2 era specifically fondly, lean into that stuff. I, I think you can make a great game out of really any of this. I would also like to state there's also several bits of evidence that do lead back to old world stuff does link into new world stuff. Yeah, there's a specific section in the V5 core book that says, hey, if you want to play shit in the past, use the old books as references for setting and just throw the dice mechanics from V5 on top of that. Hmm? Blam! Bam! The book says to do it. Daddy said it was okay, so we're going to go forward. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. So, I don't like it. the clan starts with an antediluvian, uh, most referred to him slash it as La Sombra. Mm-hmm. Uh, the books flip between calling the antediluvian it and he, so I will also do that. Mm-hmm. So, fun with that. Uh, there are ancient texts that refer to them as uh, Lao Sambu. Yeah, because it's not like you're really going to look at that shadow monster and be like, I want to see your genitals so I know what your pronouns are. No, 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 no. As somebody who is an admitted light monster fucker, trust me, there are lots of people that want to fuck it. And that's fine. But you don't survive it. You might. Lissandra means shadow. Mm -hmm. It does. I've been been tricked into clicking to links on R34 plenty of times. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a good day. But yeah, that name apparently translates from Proto-Indo-European as profiting by knowledge or profiting together through domination. Uh, Worshippers have also referred to him as the Shadowed One, Laza Omri Baras, which roughly translates to God of the River of Darkness. Some venture scholars have also referred to him as Lucian. Mm, Yep. I just thought that was funny. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're just going to call him La Sombra. Which it might make referring to the clan later on confusing. I'm sorry. We'll try to parse that as best we can. Hold on. You don't want to say um, something along the lines of God of the River of Darkness every time we're talking about uh, uh, their... their Not right now, no. Uh, don't quote me on this because it's been a second since I've been doing the research on that script. But I think they also use uh, Lucian in the Eurydice fragments. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's why I threw that note in. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Venture. I knew it. Yep. <laughs> All, it's all come together. Yeah. Uh, My notes paid off. of the clan of Los Ambros say that their antediluvian was not a man of importance when he was alive. It is often said that he was a man of failure that rose to prominence after the embrace. Hmm. So the embrace is what, what got him going. Uh, it, 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 it apes the, the, the trope within Los Ambros where sometimes they just go, ah, this one is tenacious and spicy. We'll see if he can make it work. Yeet. Right. It's, it's also the psychological principle of 
someone can be a very nondescript, non-functional person, but then when you put pressure on them, again, galvanize. Mm -hmm. Make a diamond. Um, Also, I think it kind of apes a lot of the Sombra ending up being one of the heading clans of Sabat, like we've talked about plenty of times. You know, that, uh, that kind of like becoming a vampire subseded your humanity and be- is what made you great. You are great because you are a vampire, not because anything. Yeah, you were Jim a while ago, but now you're Jim of the night. And Jim of the night is important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what little notes there are of the Antiluvian says that they, uh, he re- reveled in darkness and rejoiced at the great flooding that destroyed much of the world in ancient times. So just that goes back to that whole liking of water thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just very old school goth. Yeah. It's just like, I'm glad the world's dead. <laughs> so when they say Great Flood, are they talking about like Noah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. This is going back into like the biblical. Yeah. We're going so, way, way back to the oldie times, like in the beginning. In that statement, was that him experiencing in the past or him viewing it from the future. So no, we no, like him at the time. Okay. All at right. At the time when this was happening, what there's not a lot of details on who La Sombra was when they were alive because the clan kind of just doesn't give like that part's yep. not important. No, I got you. That's the reason why I was checking to see if I'm like, does that mean he was a primogen that, uh, uh, yeah. A primogen that was an antediluvian. No, hmm. there, this uh. was like, this is, yeah, he, he experienced he it. Yeah. Okay. There were, Two generations. Mm-hmm. Yep. He will be of the third generation. Yep. That's what I was making sure. Because I was pretty sure I was like, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when the Antediluvians, the third generation, rose up in revolt against the uh, the Childer of Cain uh, to devour them, uh, it was said that Lasombra led that movement. Hmm. He was the first one to be like, fuck you, dad. I'm going skateboarding. And by skateboarding, I mean cannibalism. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are some notes that this is potentially some slander from the Ventru because mm. the the way the texts are written in ancient times indicates that Lysambra was jealous of the power that Ventru had, and so therefore he just basically did a chessboard flip mm-hmm. and decided to eat everybody. Eat everybody. Yeah. Uh, those of Lysambra are just like, they don't care. That's horseshit. That doesn't matter. Huh. Yeah. It's like, eh. We don't care, even though ironically. Yeah, it's just like, that doesn't matter. We don't care. Meh, moving on. Right. It doesn't affect us. Uh, after the fall of the second city, Lysambra, uh, took control of an island in the Mediterranean. We don't know where that was. And he became a pirate lord. Hell yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more Lysambra pirates. That's all I'm saying. There really does. I want more just horror scenes of people just being like, well, we're going yachting. Oh, this is great. We're doing night yachting. And then just, all right, guys, I need you to, uh, you all to do me a favor. Yeah. I need you guys, not you, people who are listening to oh. me right now. Oh, okay. um, I need you guys to go ahead and make some like neonate or uh, fledgling vampires. Um, and then go ahead and send them to me because if Gideon ever comes back, he's going to have a gang. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Also, uh, Our Flag Means Death on HBO is so fucking good. Yeah? It's so fucking good. Cool. And it's very gay. It's very gay. <laughs> Taika yeah. is basically dressed as Blackbeard, but as... But a leather like, daddy. Leather, but it's like literally the Mad Max outfit. Y- yeah. Yeah, I pointed so that good. out to her. I was like, Sarah's like, yeah, except for it's missing one sleeve. And I'm like, the Mad Max jacket is missing a sleeve. And I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, you're right, it is. I'm like, yep. he literally was just like, I have the Mad Max jacket. Yes. So, <laughs> progressing into the timeline, the Bronze Age. Uh, this was ancient time where it was very metropolitan. 
a lot of cities were built up, uh, and there was a big trade interconnected things. There's like actual historical evidence of trade goods ranging from as far east as Afghanistan across into the Middle East, through the Mediterranean, and up into Europe. Big time ancient civilization, big trades. Uh, this is also the time period where, so you know the prequel shit in The Mummy with uh, like Imhotep and shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never actually watched those. Yeah. Why are we friends? <sighs> Never watched Ali the... and I actually well, rewatched The Mummy recently, yeah. but we couldn't get the AV cables to work properly oh. or the input was fucked up. So we watched The Mummy in black and white. Hell yeah. That hey. sounds dope. No, that it sounds... It a really, it very really artful good? movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, no, no. It's like, you know, in the, the sequel where they do more like flashbacks to like explaining why the 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 plot has happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, oh yeah, Evie's a reincarnation of Princess Blah, Blah, Blah. Yeah. That section... They, they look so similar. No, they don't. I actually watched a really cool YouTube video. I will link it below if I can remember. But um, it is a girl who um, went and met with a real archaeologist. And they watch the mummy together, scene by scene. And they go over like what's accurate and what's not. And it's really interesting. So if you're oh, into yeah. the mummy or just that time period in general, it's really interesting. That is neat. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, the Beatles aren't real guys. The, 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 the scarabs, do yeah, really they don't. Count. That doesn't happen. Scarab beetles do exist. So yeah. glad that I don't have flesh. But I don't need it again anyway. So, <laughs> exactly. 1600 BCE, the mountain of Thera erupts, and it's a big ecological catastrophe. Uh, this shit is where ancient people are like, "Oh, Atlantis fell into the ocean." Like this is the event that made people think that shit. <laughs> so during that time, Lasombra uh, quit being a pirate lord and just kind of wandered the earth. That was a mistake. Does this? I feel like Lissomber just has a lot of midlife crises. He he's just constantly just midlife crisising. Wait a minute, I think we brushed over something very mm-hmm. um, important to me. Uh, so are you saying that in the world of darkness, Atlantis was actually just a Lissomber controlled city? No, or, uh, I was just trying to give some time period context. Oh, because uh, basically the Bronze Age is like the area, the time area of like heightened civilization before there's like an ancient Dark Ages. Um, and that's kind of the time period where like Homer's odysseys come from because people are just like, how do these people build these great buildings? Cause we don't know how the fuck they did that. There must've been gods. So this is like right before all that shit. Okay. Also to answer your question, uh, I can't remember in old world, but I know the one concrete reference to Atlantis is in Chronicles mage. Uh, Atlantis was a mage city that, uh, was supposedly when the mages still had the ability to just freely control reality. I was, I'm sure it's. Mages too, and that's yeah. why when you said I, she said that, I was like, "Wait a minute, was it Lasombra?" No, but, no, 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 no. Uh, she's just giving time reference. Yeah, the time knife. Because you know, nerd. Uh, yeah, but during his travels, he went into uh, Africa, like in the Ethiopia, Kenya area, and this is where he embraces Montano, who was just his first childer that survived the process. Yeah, this story, that story is wild. I read that this mm-hmm. week. Ooh, yeah, it it is dark. It's very spooky. Super worth the read. So hold up, how long was this was this homie alive? Uh, Montana? No, no, no. no. He's no. talking about La Sombra himself. La Sombra himself before he actually had a childer that was like not dead immediately. That's kind of the interesting thing because if you read the La Sombra books, uh, they will give certain timeline notes like, "Hey, Montana was embraced around like 1496 BCE." But then they'll reference the fact that there are, uh, because La Sombra travels around, there's lots of cultures all over uh, mm-hmm. Euro-Asia and Africa that have references to these, like, dark, like, masculine, like, shadow 
entities or mm-hmm. figures or gods all over. Like they make a note that uh, there's cultural notes that Lasabra might have been fucking around in Africa, like 4000 BCE. Wow. Which what? again, yeah. potential story hook. And I, this is not official, but this is a way we've just said that's his only known childer of Lasombra. That's the first one. Yeah, that's the first one that lasted. But again, we don't know how the Somdi started. We don't know how these things started. They are oblivion powers. It's an option for your yeah, game. Yeah, and there's also just a lot of, eh, I, I as an ST don't like to do that because then that just puts such a Eurocentric focus on like occult spooky powers oh no no no. so i'm not keen on that but like if other people want to or say there's like hey tie-ins or oblivion powers are so wide and vast through the Hmm. abyss that lasabra might have connections to other kindred like uh, people in other parts of the world and Mm -hmm. yeah that's fine oh yeah yeah, no no i'm not i'm not trying to euro wash things i'm just hey it's an option if you wanted to give something yeah, and there's a whole section where he went off to fucking China because apparently Lasombra fucking loved China. <sighs> he went don't land. Uh, yeah. Well, he interacted with the don'ts, uh, mm. but there's notes of him embracing people in China around 1300 BCE. Mm. So, yeah. So between 12 and 1100 BCE is the start of that like uh, Bronze Age collapse I was talking about, where there are calamities such as. Famines, peasant uprisings, uh, droughts, and earthquake storms. You know, one of those mm. things could have been prevented. Which one? The peasant up- uprisings. Well, I mean, I mean you just don't of... treat them like shit, and well, like yeah. maybe, and also yeah. get them food. Yeah. yeah, give them food. You're good. <laughs> yeah, earthquake storms are terrifying because that's where you there's a fault line, and you mm-hmm. have one major earthquake, and that just jams up the line down the fault line so much you just end up with series of earthquakes boom, down boom, the line. Boom, yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. And I was like, that's awful. It's like chain lightning. Yeah, for but in earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> one of the major factors for the collapse was also the sea peoples. Mm. Which is an actual historical thing that we Oof. have notes about where <laughs> there was just this uh, confederacy of several different cultures all banding together to do massive pirate raids that attack several cities. There's lots of notes about them, and there's like even a temple in Egypt that denotes like their pharaoh defeating a bunch of these sea peoples. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but we don't know a fuckload about them because these people didn't actually like write notes or leave things. But if you're interested in learning more, uh, the sea people and the late Bronze Age collapse uh, from the YouTube channel History Time is so good. It's like the energy of the old good History Channel before it got into Ancient Aliens, but it's uh. just a guy doing all this research. I actually really like that channel a lot. Um, there's some really great videos on there. Yeah, fucking. If you want some historical reference, like. Huh. So, are you saying? I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I have to touch this because no, it's good. too cool. No, it's fine. Um, the Sea Peoples. Are you saying these people like pretty much lived on a flotilla? Basically, yeah. That's so fucking neat. Yeah, yeah. There's some really interesting translations from uh, that time period describing the Sea Peoples. Like, rolling in from the oceans on these boats with black sails and then just torching everything and just raiding it and just fucking off. Just being gone. Back to the... Yeah. Back to the flotilla. Yeah. Cool. In, I like uh, that. VTM canon, the Sea Peoples were actually basically a cult that worshipped La Sombra and worked with him to do his bidding. Nice. And just fucked everything up. It's Aww. really cool. There needs to be more pirates. I'm, <laughs> I'm never gonna stop saying this. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, this piracy uh, ran rampant in the Mediterranean until Pompey the Great of Rome stamped out piracy uh, in uh, 66-67 BC. You know. So that's hundreds of years of just raiding. <laughs> raid, 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 raid. 
Man, it's like a WoW server in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the thumbs up, Hunter. <laughs> I uh, I definitely think it's cool that it those were just real people, though, because like when you said the Sea Peoples, my first brain, my brain was just like, okay, Mermaids. so you're talking about the Rokea or. <laughs> Like, is this a changing breed situation? What happened? Yeah, no, like, the, the, the descriptors and even, like, the carvings depictions of them show, like, people in vastly different arms and, like, different, like, skin tones and cultural denotations. So, yeah, this is just a band of just random folks from different parts of the world. But, I mean, considering society was collapsing, it makes sense that people would be like, we got to band together and grab shit, otherwise we're all going to die. Yeah. So it's like, I get it, but also, like, heck. And it's really cool and metal and, you know... Piracy is interesting in a historical sense. Having it happen to you in the time is very scary. Yeah, probably. Yes. For sure. Uh, I will say at least uh, there are also some notes from the clan perspective that uh, the Lasombra were the ones who initially instigated Rome. And it was due to venture mismanagement that the empire collapsed. <laughs> They're like, we started this. We are the city builders. Y'all fucked you up. You fucked it up. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Right? And I'm like, ah, they've been angry at each other for centuries. <laughs> But yeah, with the uh, uh, end of piracy in the Mediterranean, the Lasabra started putting their focus into early Christianity as their nexus of control, as well as the reign of the Sea of Shadows during the Long Night. Yeah. That is an actual descriptor of what the fuck happened, and I, I don't know how I feel about that sentence. <laughs> it makes me feel very like Lord Byron writing with a quill pen. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. But yeah, the Sea of Shadows, this is like Dark Ages now. So we're into that point in the book. It is the uh, feudal area of control for the La Sombra. During the time, they basically just controlled all of the Mediterranean. Because, you know, boats and piracy and the water, that's kind of their shtick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was centralized out of Sicily. Hmm. So, you know, manja. Uh, <laughs> La Sombra uh, acted as the clan leader but he would often just kind of like fuck off to go do a walkabout or just go into torpor. So Montana was in charge. Hmm. <laughs> so he'd just be like, all right, I'm going to buy. Very absentee father. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, I'm bored. I'm going to I'm gonna go do a wander. Bye-bye. And the power just... of being the man on top and just being able to be like, I'm power napping for a few decades. Right. Leave yeah. me alone. That is the most shadow cat move ever. Just, I'm bored. I'm going to go to sleep now and y'all will deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, and then poor Montana was just like, but I have to do all the tech. Fuck. <laughs> oh, were you Damn were it. you sitting here doing something? I'm going to fall asleep on top of it. Yeah, it's very cat energy. So the, the central nexus of their control was Castel d'Ombro in uh, Syracuse in Sicily. I don't speak Italian. I'm sorry. Not a language I learned. I'll forgive you. I appreciate it. The, the castle is really fucking metal as shit, and it's really cool. Uh, it's rumored that when the mountain... Uh, Mount Etna, which is the, the the volcano, the active volcano in Sicily, when it would have lava flows, that the uh, shadows on the castle would remain and actually animate and move on their own. <laughs> cool. And I'm just like, that's very, you know, Mordor. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's very spooky. <laughs> the ring may have been gone, but the power is still here. Yes. Um, are there clans, are there high clans that don't have some sort of badass, cool castle, cathedral thing? Uh, I mean, it's the feudal era, so like everybody kind of had a cool castle. Yeah, okay. Let me, but let me figure was, like, that particularly out. Particularly metal. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, there's like secret labyrinths and all sorts of shadow shit. I love it. It's so fucking cool. Uh, I'm going to skip past that right now. <laughs> uh, for the Shadow Reconquista, 
Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, this does go along with the con- the Reconquista uh, of the time period. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, the Reconquista was when the... Uh, so you know where Spain is, right? That used to be controlled by uh, the Muslims with a caliphate, like the Moors, the Berbers, and that kind of stuff. And then the, His- the Hispania, like Christian Spains, were like, nah, let's get out of my sandwich. Get out of my sandwich? No. Why? Yeah, because they're just like, we're <laughs> claiming uh, Iberia and the Holy Lands for Jesus. And uh, all the Muslims are like, well, we're already here, so no. And then just lots of bloody conflict. So that's what this is. Bummer. So that is the Reconquista historical one. The Shadow Reconquista is the same conflict, but it is between the Muslim and Christian La Sombra over control of Iberia, which huh. is Spain and Portugal. <clears throat> Now, they're not actually fighting for their faiths there. They are, like, saying, look, my peeps are going to take your shit, right? Mm -hmm. Essentially, like, I'm going to send these Christian fighters to go take your shit. I don't care that they die, right? Right? They're not... They're not invested in the actual religion at all. The Shadow Reconquista, there is the... I also don't speak Arabic, so I'm trying my best. I'm sorry. Uh, The Kwabilat al-Kayal... Is that the Islamic or the, the Arabic name for the La Sombra? Hmm. Uh, those are the, the, there are a lot of Muslim leaning La Sombra. And apparently those ones are particularly like adherent to the faith. They're like, no, this, this is our bag. This is our shtick. As opposed to a lot of the Christian La Sombra who are very like, eh, either they're super into it or they're just like, eh, it gets me money. Yep. Right. This is a nexus for power for me. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So my question there, and this would be more, I guess, apt if you were to run a game um, set in that time period than really for historical, but since because they're very into actually being Muslim and not just using it as a power play, how do they get along with other like clans that have a very Muslim bent, like the Banu Hakim? Uh, they actually, there is a, we'll touch on this a little bit. There is a lot of, uh, interplay between the Banu Hakim and the La Sombra. Okay, cool. Hey. So that's kind of fun. Do they, um, also random thing just for Muslim stuff. Do they also have the same, like, you know, I'm not going to raise my knife in my own defense, but if somebody fucks around, I will pull my, my shadow knife out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of a, a practice within Islam that I'm aware of. I, again, I'm not Muslim. No, no, no. It's okay. I just, I just have a cursory knowledge because... I live in a world with other people and I should just fucking know these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they, they are not advocates for like being aggressors, but if somebody comes at you, crush them. Okay, good. Cause yeah. I always found that to be an interesting like tenant in there. And I'm like, it would be interesting to see a Lasombra like that. It's not like outwardly. And they're just like, no, no. Oh, you're stepping to me. Knife. Yeah. But yeah, that immediately he's... reminds me of Satanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Basically. That's badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the Sombra, who are Muslim, also have seats, uh, not only within the Ashira, but also the Amisi Nakti. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, when I said the Amisi Nakti is a oh. big collaboration of all the Sombra, like, I'm not fucking around. Like, they can be a completely different sex, and they're like, well, we're still Sombra, so yeah. here we are. So, the, 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 the rough of the conflict is the uh, Christian-leaning Muslims were... Uh, Basically, put trying to push the the Muslim leaning uh, La Sombra out of the Amisi Nakti, and they did this by uh, refusing requests for diablerie by any of the Muslim leaning La Sombra within Iberia or the Holy Lands. Hmm. And yeah, 
Yeah. And they're just kind of like just doing a lot of maneuvering where they're just like, no, no, no. It's, this is an area of conflict and we need to not like throw in this because, you know, we're, we're, we're brethren through the shadows and da, da, da. And the, the, the Muslim ones were sitting there going, I'm getting fucked. This <laughs> Damn. is bullshit. Damn. This is bullshit. <laughs> the Amisunaki remained officially neutral on the situation, but, you know, we saw how that went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was there is some interesting notes from the time period where um, the in the within the Lasombra the, the the Muslims and Christians at the time did actually kind of work together a little bit. So like uh, because there's the the tenet within Islam where you have to go do the Hajj. Uh-huh. Um, if one of the Muslim Lasombra was on pilgrimage and there were like Christian traders in the area, they would just be like, "Yeah, get on the boat, fuck it." So yeah. I'm just like, "Oh, that's neat. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But yeah, uh, nice to see them working together. Yeah." Like, see, you, you can disagree on things and still be friends. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Things we're not going to agree on is the first Anarch Revolt, though. Mm. <laughs> so mm. this is where we get into the, the big the big nexus of the things that the Lasombra... Oh, hold on. I kicked my mic. This is where we get into the big nexus of something the Lasombra are very proud of, which is they ate their fucking antediluvian. Because he's been kicking around and doing stuff up until this point. Uh, and one of their one of them was like, I'm tired of your shit, Dad. Yeah, well, here is... Supposedly. The, the rough of the situation is, so we had the War of Princes and the First Inquisition kicked off the Anarchs being like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of being cannon fodder. Uh, some of these Anarchs did reach out to members of the La Sombra. One of them was Graziano de Veronzi. Veronzis? I Again, I do not speak Italian. I am sorry. I'm just going to call him Gratiano from now on. All right. Gratiano. Gratiano. Buongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Gratiano was the last childer of La Sombra. He was a, an Italian noble who was very like, I'm gonna get that bread. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the clan's like, this guy's kind of a dick, but you know, if the antediluvian embraced him, there must be a reason. Da, da, da. There are several conspiracy theories on how Gratiano fucking did it. Mm-hmm. The most accepted and preferred story is that Gratiano Diablo's sire on his own setting the clan free and forming the Sabbat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is believed that he had done this by manipulating the Amisi Nocti, betraying Montano, mm-hmm. and eating his torpored sire within the Castle of Shadows. That seems kind of fishy. It do, don't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also some conspiracy theories that Graciano had some help. Mm-hmm. Either there were uh, elders within the Amisi Nocti that helped him do it, mm-hmm. There were Anarchs who were just like, yeah, let's take down Granddad. Fuck him. <laughs> uh-huh. There's also a conspiracy theory that uh, the members of the Banu Hakim at the time, known as the Asamites, uh, not only helped Graziano, they also partook of Lasombra's blood and started the anti-tribu within the Banu Hakim. Oh. So there are potentially a bunch of fucking Banu Hakim walking around with oblivion powers. That's terrifying. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that later. As in a different episode. That would be the Bana Hakim episode. Because <laughs> again, we always have to acknowledge the Bana Hakim do not have their bullshit that they had in the old games. Wasn't it Quietus? No, they still have that, but it's wrapped within blood sorcery. Not yep. the point now. Exactly. But on. there's also uh, a other option that mm-hmm. I like a lot that Lissambra, like clan members themselves will vehemently disagree with mm-hmm. and might fight you on. 
Which is Lasombra let him do it. Oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah, like that he he found a dude that he's like, Oh, this guy's gonna be ambitious enough and I'm a little so and I'm a little suicidal. Yeah, so there's there's a couple of different ways that this I is kind of parsed <laughs> out. It's either uh Lasombra is either like tired of being alive or he just kind of like looked upon what he had brought in the world and kind of regretted it and was just like all right i'm done but i can't tap out like a bitch this idiot will work mm-hmm. <laughs> and nice. just set gratiano up to be like i'm gonna come in and kick ass and he's like yep yep you totally are i'm totally not lying here i'm so helpless this oh, is no. <laughs> this is not a participation trophy it's fine <laughs> yeah or lasombra had decided he wanted to move on to the next nexus of reality and the only way he could do it was to get somebody to fucking kill him yeah mm-hmm. so by being diabolized and fed on by gratiano he was now freed within the abyss so he's just like one with abyss mm-hmm. supposedly if that is what has happened this can change in your plot line there is uh notes in the text that the the things that live in the abyss don't like it Hmm. They don't like that this outsider has come in and is trying to be one with them because he was formerly alive. Yeah. So they are using those who uh, are able to bend the abyss with oblivion as ways to um, observe our reality. And they're trying to collapse the abyss into our reality. Huh. Hmm. God, what? A, or even a plot hook in your game where the oblivion spirits whatever they may be are trying to force la sombra back into our world like basically rebirth an antediluvian i will get into that later i have a question too so is this like whatever lives in the oblivion is this like more of a purposeful thing like they are trying to do this or is this like uninevitable like you know what i'm picturing is you're in a cute little submarine you got too deep bud and the windows are starting to crack. Mm-hmm. You, you know, is that... that... That's kind of the vibe. This is... I, I love that this was left purposely just vague enough of a plot hook that you as the ST can fucking run with this. Yeah. Where it's either a uh, entities within the abyss that are cognitive, like mm-hmm. the void looked back at you and went, no. Mm-hmm. Or you can even go more Cthulian where it's... The abyss is just kind of there, and hmm. unfortunately, because Lasombra just had the hubris to think he could control this in any way, just accidentally like left a, enough of a crack that it's just roiling over and spilling into basically the material plane. Right. And even if you wanted to make it like a little simpler, a little less uh, like world-endingly spooky in your game. I mean, we mentioned last episode that a lot of people will hear the the oblivion like whispering to them mm-hmm. and talking to them. Well, I mean, you may want to charge your player like it was a story. Like, what are they called again? Um, the Where you buy, like, into, like, major story points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are those lore called? Lore sheets. Lore sheet, yeah. yeah. You may want to charge your player like it was a lore sheet, but, like, many, the Oblivion talks to many people, but you think this might be La Sombra. I have a note about that later on in the script. Oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> well, guys, now that we've talked about everything else in the script, Bye. Bye. No, like this is such an interesting nexus point uh, in just the overall meta plot for World of Darkness and Vampire and uh, how this really shapes this clan in particular uh, and the fact that there's so many fucking options. And you can even have players and people in your game that think that all the shit that I've said about the Oblivion is fucking real 
and it for you as a storyteller be like, nah, he just ate him. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And just <laughs> like they, your players don't have to know that. Right. <laughs> That's a you thing. But a uh, fun side note, uh, Graciano is still kicking about and he is the Archbishop of Rio de Janeiro. Huh. Yep. He hasn't been uh, beckoned yet. As far as I know, no. Interesting. Yeah. So that leaves us with the fun little end note, which is, is La Sombra dead? Technically. Well, La Sombra clan members still face the beckoning. So we'll get onto this later on in the Oh, plot. no. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, yeah, we killed her antediluvian. And you're just kind of like. Then why are you getting pulled out there? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So a convention of thorns happening like right after this. So it's like, boom, boom. Uh, because of the reports of the diablery of the antediluvian La Sombra by Graciano, many in the clan just said, fuck this shit. I'm out. Didn't even go to the convention. They're like, nah, fuck this. Started the spot. Yeah. Uh, there are a few that decided to align with and uh, stay within the Camarilla. These are the Lasombra that are dubbed the Anti-Tribu. Uh, they are fiercely hunted by everybody else within the clan until recently. Mm-hmm. And the figurehead of those Lasombra is Montano. And he is still kicking around. We'll talk about that later. Huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so what the fuck did the Sabat do in the Lasombra for all these years? Uh, their parastructure uh, was torn apart and rebuilt and their main focus was uh taking down the camaria in europe obviously that didn't happen man get good uh, guys yeah so uh <laughs> what did europe do in the 1600s that we're all just like oh no a lot of stuff a lot of stuff existed uh does anybody want to read the quote or uh, Ooh. uh if you want to do it or i can i don't mind uh is it the uh people yes yeah okay i can do that Give me one second a people who do not build great cities are not a people worth feeding from, let alone worthy candidates for the embrace. The European nation that the cities defines civilization is at least in part a tribute to our influence, and it is one of great truth of our kind. Gangro and other rabble notwithstanding. Yeah, that's a quote from the Lasamba Revised book from, uh, I believe his name is Brother Orbos or Oro. You might want to repeat that. We yeah, 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 because I bumped them and I... Yeah. So that is a quote from the uh, La Sombra Revised book from, I believe, Brother Orbo or Oros. I'm trying to remember. I did not write that note because, again, I'm a hack and a fraud. So a lot of... That's uh, really cringy. Yeah. Ah. So a lot of La Sombra <laughs> at this time continued their tradition of piracy and then also missionary work and went to the New World and... We're going to steal your shit. God's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Remember, we're a biblical thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, the there there is notes in the book about people in the La Sombra and the spot like going along with Cortez. Mm. Yeah, and there's notes about uh, there's there's a lot of notes about uh, people in La Sombra from this time period being very like, well, we're we're a noble high clan and we're you know above these people and da, 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 and just a lot of fucked shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Uh, <laughs> Handle this in your table responsibly, please, but also, you know, ignoring the genocide of indigenous folks is not responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's also... Uh, the, the quote there I found interesting about, like, the oh, there's no... They don't have great cities, so therefore we're imbued by basically a divine right to come here and kick ass and take names. Yeah. yeah. I find funny, because the book notes specifically that there are packs of the Sabbat who go into Tenochtitlan and convert it to Mexico City. And Tenochtitlan was a major indigenous city. Like, it had, like, water structures and 
temples and shopping markets and a fucking zoo. Like it, if you actually read into the yep. history of Mexico City, it's fucking fascinating hmm. and like it breaks my heart sometimes reading about it because I'm like I'm interested. I find it really interesting and. But also just like just the the fucking caucasity, yeah. To be like, there's no great cities. Excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like it has that energy of a kid that built like a really great sandcastle on the beach, and then the new kid comes in and it's like, you don't understand architecture. Just kicks over the castle. Oh, it doesn't even take kick over the castle. Just like kicks the kids out and just takes the castle and then like puts McDonald's on it. Yeah, and says I made this castle. Yeah, did this, and it's just like, buddy. I did this. And then the parents come and they're like, wow, that's really good. You did good. Yeah. So uh, industrialization and trade over the centuries uh, was a boon to the La Sombra. And they did well with this and continued to do all of their sabbat work and trying to thwart the Camarilla. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of their focus does tend to come out of Central and South America and also up into Canada. Which I find funny. We're kind of in this like Sabat Camarilla, Sabat like America's sandwich. yeah sandwich <laughs> of just, just weird. Why you said get out of my sandwich earlier. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know we're not talking about it today, but I, Canada is kind of just like an all man's land. Like I don't even know if I would call it Sabat territory as much as it's kind of just like a. Well, that changes like every twenty feet. Yeah. Well, it's also most of the civilized in again in old world canon. Most of the time before the Sabbat went, we're leaving everything. Uh, most of the civilized parts Quote were, con- yeah, yeah, civilized parts were controlled by the Sabbat. Because yeah, no, the forests were just like surprise, motherfucker, <laughs> Garu and Changeling eat a dick. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, if you want to get into some of the Canadian. Uh, like interjections with the sabbat and things there is the uh parliament of knives like choose your own adventure game that's out on steam now that's set in ottawa and there's the board game that's set in montreal where it has a bunch of lore in there and all that's canon and i wanted to play that game mostly because one of the game was cool i got to play test it at gen con and two i want the minis i want to paint the minis so bad but i'm broke (laughs) and i can't afford that plastic Moving on, uh, the there during all these, there's also several Sabat Civil Wars. I'll cover those fucking later. I'm not gonna record that. Okay. Just the. Uh, I know. Moving on. Uh, yes. So during these uh, several decades or decades of centuries, we're gonna skip through. Uh, there are several Sabat Civil Wars. We'll cover those as a separate episode later because there's too much fucking shit, and it's not Lasombra's focused. Uh, but we'll skip to 1933 with the acceptance of the Code of Milan. Uh, this was able to keep the various sections and factions within La Sombra happy enough to like continue to work with each other mm-hmm. and kind of quash some beef within the Sabbat to be like, okay, look, we all believe in anarchy and power to the people and all that, but we have to have some fucking rules. Yes, some it, form of code. It's kind of like having like some basic acceptable uh, behaviors like you know when 4chan had to be like okay we got to put a couple of rules here guys because like not everything can be pony posting <laughs> <laughs> or again the other terrible things yeah, yeah yeah i was just trying to keep it lighthearted with pony posting <laughs> uh industry shifted you know where we went from being like oh everything is built on industry and infrastructure and like ba- and uh, uh factories and shit and we switched to like banking the la Sombra also pivoted 
with that. So, and they did well in that shift, shockingly. I mean, I can totally see a Lissandra being a really fucking good banker. Yeah. Yeah, because like, they have like, they don't have like the, uh, oh God, the empathy to just be like, yeah, sure, we can give you a loan. I know you don't have the acumen for that. They're just like not approved. Right, yeah, or yeah. like, you missed a payment. Sorry, we're going to take your house. Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting kind of like mirror with like how the, the Camarilla also shifted their focus, but no. the, the Sombra and the Sabat's focus was prepping for Gehenna and fighting the Antediluvians and thwarting the, the Camarilla. Mm-hmm. So similar tracks, different goals. Because they're right. fighting the world. Yes, and then we get to... Possibly my favorite fucking bit of lore with the Lasombra, which mm. is the defection of Giangala's... Oh, God. I'm going to try that again. I This is a name that I've literally only read in my head up until today, and I probably should have said this aloud. I think that would be G... Giangalazo. Galazo? Yeah, I think so. Giangalazo. All right, pretty- nailed it. I did it. <laughs> Woo! It's also known as the Traitor Prince. That's easier to say. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not Italian. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying. We got enough. Okay, cool. So, uh, this play person, Giangalazo, uh, was at the Convention of Horns. Little rewind to get to now. Uh, he played both sides of the, con- of the conflict for a while, for centuries, and then eventually sold out his sire mm-hmm. to the Sabbat, defected to the Sabbat, uh, he became the Archbishop of Milan. <laughs> Ran business out of there. Uh, in 1978, he embraced Rabbi Michaelis Basarus, who is a major NPC within the new Chicago by Night book. Really cool character. Nice. Uh, Michaelis became an advisor to G. Galazzo. Okay, I'm trying. You got We're getting it. there. Nailed it. How about we just simplify it and just call him Gio? Uh, Gion. Gion. Yeah. There. I like yeah. Gion more. We're going to call okay. him Gion. Uh, yeah, so he became a, uh, an advisor to Gian. Uh, McKay- or Jizo. Yeah, no. Jeezy. Uh, Big Jeezy. Yes. So Michaelis, uh, while he was doing his advisor work, took a letter from Big Jeezy, or an agent of Big Jeezy. And- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hunter's face is just like, ow, that hurts. I just heard Big Jizzy. And- <laughs> no! Big Gian. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe in life. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, who knows? But yeah, this this agent of Gian uh, had traveled, quote, to Iraq with the American invasion force. The Gulf War happened in 1990, 91. So we're in the early 90s now. The letter had said, the time has come. That's it? Yes, because Gian had been working with and been in contact with the inner circle of the Camarilla while he was the Archbishop of Milan. Damn, mm-hmm. he like super this, back and forth switch. Back and forth switchy. This plot gets sticky. Hey, yeah. remember, their one big thing is they're survivors. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Gotta respect it. Yeah, so he got this note being, the time has come. So what he does, Big G, the big man, throws a big ass party at his mansion in Milan and invites all of the Sabbat to come to this big party for like, oh yeah, we're gonna do rightus. We're gonna, you know, plot some shit. It's gonna be a good time, fam. Let's go. Fuckload of people showed up uh, at this party. Uh, Gian pulled out the last remaining original copy of the Code of Milan. Uh, he declares that he is taking Milan for the Camarilla, sets the last copy of the Code of Milan on fire, 
locks everybody in the mansion and sets it on fire. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. I was like, fuck! Damn. How Bro. does he walk? How does he walk with such heavy brass balls? <laughs> Yeah. I don't understand. You just hear him clacking down yeah. the goddamn hall. Like, Jesus. He's like one of those toys you flip back and forth. Yeah, clackers. Yeah. Clackers? Yeah, they're clackers. I'm just like reading about that and I was like, fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, no. She stopped mid-research to talk about that. I Woo. did. I was just, well, I also was like, because yeah. the initial part of the research said sometime in the 20th century. And I was like, when, motherfucker? And I figured <laughs> out the timeline. I did. I was like, yeah, okay, this happened in the early 90s. Not only did he trap a bunch of the spot hierarchy, set them on fire, burn the coat of Milan, claim Milan for the, the Camrya, called blood hunt on the rest of the spot within Milan, and has purged the city of all spot, and he's like, I'm the prince now. Fuck. That's intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gian's uh, defection was seen as a big uh, slight against the clan, and everybody was like, big mad. And then V5 happened, and the Amisinaki went, nah, you know what? Actually, he had the right idea. We're just gonna... Never mind. He made an advanced chess move that we like. Yeah. Though a lot of people are like, why the fuck would the Lasombra switch sides, like, pivot so hard in the paint? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, a lot of fuckery going on with the Gehenna Wars that mm-hmm. most of us are not privy to. Uh, you know, I was told in the Sabbat that... We march to eliminate the Methuselahs and the Antediluvians. We march to liberate ourselves from the Jihad. It's all bullshit. My faithful congregation. He was calling us there to feed him. The crusade strings don't run to some regent or a bunch of cardinals. They run straight into the hungry dark. I can't help but think of all the bloodshed. All the Cainites' lives lost. Of how we celebrated the one in twenty vampires who returned from conflict with a Mesuzula, bloated like a tick on new power. We just forgot the nineteen fallen and where the Vitae went. Brutal. Right? Nasty. Chicago by night, quote. Yeah. So that's the thing with the Gehenna Wars is there's some really there's a lot of really cool interesting notes about mm-hmm. all these Sabat like guys are like, Woo, let's go and then they go out there and they're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Maybe we misinterpreted. You know, I feel like to to kind of bring it back to real world shit, um, that's a lot like how people were shortly after like 9-11. Mm-hmm. They're like, let's fucking go. And then they get over there and they're like, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. And they're they like, come back like fucked up. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, oh, I thought I was going to fight for like freedom and cheeseburgers. And then they're just like, I maybe blew up a lot of people that had nothing to do with what is going on. Yeah, with yeah. cheeseburgers. It had a lot more to do with oil. And right. changing government systems that actually was worthless. Yeah, so it's like, look. It's most likely actually minerals. Lithium. Mm-hmm. Not oil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lithium, yep, yep, you're yeah, right. Yeah, everything's fucked. I'll uh, just go for the meme post. But yeah, if you're interested in trying to play out this kind of uh, plot line and stuff, there is the Chicago by Night book mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. focuses on the, slum- the, the somber shift on factions. Because mm-hmm. uh, the big... The big deal that's generally accepted as canon is the Lasombra uh, initially tried to pledge fealty to the Camarilla and service, and the Camarilla, especially the Venture, were just like, uh, we want sacrifices. Bring us your leadership. And they went, all right. Hmm. So now it's kind of a weird waiting game where they're just like, okay, we're going to keep dragging like Sabbat elders and Lasombra elders to sacrifice to be, you know, killed or diabolized or what the fuck ever. Right. Don't forget those Samitsis. Uh, that's, that's why I included yeah. the Sabbat elders in that uh 
And now the little are just kind of playing this waiting game of like, okay, how many do they want? How long is this going to go on? They're eventually going to get bored. Eh. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm good right now, so fuck it. Yeah. I'm wondering, I think it would be a cool uh, story twist mm-hmm. if Big Jeezy had another 4D chess move of like, I'm defecting to the Camarilla, wink, wink. We're going to get into the Camarilla, wink, wink. Oh, yeah, no, please yeah. play that plot line. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, just Trojan horse into the Camarilla. Yeah. Just be it's like, like oh, willing no. to sacrifice half the fucking Sabat so mm-hmm. that they can be like, all right, we're killing the Camarilla now. Boom, we win. Yeah. Yeah, new Camarilla. Right. Yeah, then there's going to be also like Los Hombres. They're like, yeah, we, we finally took down the Camarilla, but at what cost? Because now our entire society is decimated and we got these giant fuck-off monsters coming out of the fucking snow like daisies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to mention the rise of the Second Inquisition, where yeah. the Camarilla may mm-hmm. be the only pillar standing against them. Well, at least anything that's organized, because the Camarilla is like so entrenched in the functions of like mortal society that, yeah, I think parsing uh, Camarilla from like the CIA and various other functions of the government and big business and industry is going to be really hard, and that's probably one of the few things that's probably keeping the second inquisition in any kind of check Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh you know that's not terrifying at all it's fine Mm -hmm. yeah i know because one of my characters i'm playing has it but there's a lore sheet specifically where you i have like my own cia insider agent to pass me info who's like listen i know what you are but we got a deal so i'm gonna keep them away from you and i'm sure there's a lot bigger inside the actual camaria tower way Mm. above what that lore sheet even allows where it's just Mm. like we are on the board have a special deal with like the local cia branch yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah if you're interested in playing a la sombra centric uh module pre-written game uh, in Chicago by Night, there is The Sacrifice. Ooh. It's really cool. I'm not going to spoil it. Y'all read that shit. You play it at your table. You're adults. I mean, you already gave a little bit of that story away, so I can make some guesses, but yeah, no spoilsies. No spoilsies. Uh, yeah, so a couple of major things in V5 to cover. Uh, the Lasombra do not officially have a Justicar. Uh-huh. If you decide for them to have one in your game, that's on you. Uh major characters of La Sombra to be aware of. Montano originally comes from the Maasai people from Eastern Africa. He's the first childer of La Sombra. Uh, he has been a loyalist to the Camarilla and is still a major figurehead. He is still a major figurehead within the Camarilla for the La Sombra. There's also Licitia de Argon. Uh, she is the lady on the cover of the revised La Sombra book. She is badass. That's oh, uh, cool. She's really fucking uh-huh. cool. Uh, she is the princess of Alphonse II of Argon, who is the king of Argon, which is basically Barcelona back in ye olde medieval Spain. Uh, Ruthless Fighter, uh, has fucked a lot of major NPCs with, you know, uh, romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to fuck Jan Peterzoon and Fatima Alfakati. So, bisexual icon. Hey. Hey. Uh, she's really cool. Uh, she's currently the Archbishop of Madrid. There are more details about her in Sabat the Black Hand. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, there is also Tally. Uh, he was originally born in England. He has ties to lupines. He was a kinfolk before the embrace. Hmm. So that's spooky. He also Wait. became a knight. What do you mean he was a kinfolk? Uh, kinfolk are people who have ties in with the guru, but they're not like... Yeah, they're not of the blood. They're kind of like allies. So they're like the humans that can see like nature spirits essentially mm-hmm. and like talk to the guru, but they're not... They are also sometimes... 
not of like the direct guru bloodline, but like of their family, like second cousins. Sometimes there, there's a sometimes that happens. They're they're connected in a way. They're like they're like the people that they're like. Oh, he's chill. He knows not to litter, and he's good to nature, and he vibes with the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Normally, that's what Kim Poker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, became an English knight. And then, uh, when he was embraced, he worked as a guard for like the leadership of the La Sombra and gained the moniker of the Hound. Hmm. Which considering his kinfolk ties, I'm like, that's me. You guys yeah. are me. Yeah. This feels, this, this feels, feels like bitchy. racist. This feels bitchy. <laughs> uh, if you want to know about his exploits and things, there's a lot of a really good storyline in Becca's Jihad diary. Uh, he currently resides in the United States running affairs for the Amici Nocti. Uh, going back a little bit, I have a question. So yeah. if they called him the Hound, yes. and there's also, then they brought back the old uh, Camarilla mm-hmm. um, title of the Hound of a city is the one who hunts thin bloods. Mm-hmm. No, Does that's have... the Scourge. Oh, the Scourge, scourge yeah. you're right. Hounds the Hound is like a like... sheriff's deputy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so is he like the original sheriff deputy or? No, this is just kind of like, it's kind of Game of Thronesy with yeah. like just given titles. He was a uh, Templar within the Sabbat. Oh, okay. Though, so he was like, he kind of like flexes this interesting line where he's in the Sabbat, but he does have that kind of noble, dignified, like, I serve a purpose greater yeah. than myself, and that's what the fuck I do uh, kind of a role. It's really, yeah, the Lazarmers sometimes have this really interesting where they're like, I kick ass and I'm a badass, but I'm serving somebody else and I'm going to honor whatever word I have given yeah. on the situation. And that's something he does. So if you, they're kind of like Ventru, where if you get them to give their word on something, you're pretty much guaranteed that that word is going to be honored. Either they're going to super fucking follow it to the T, or you're going to get fucked. Yeah. No. Okay. It's, it's a little bit of a coin toss. Yeah, right. but to round back around to what Hunter was saying, it was probably an honorific title, as well as maybe a slight, maybe? It's very, you know, yeah, girls at the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. It was just like, we gave you a title. There's a bit of venom in it. But we gave it to you. It still sounds cool. Everyone else knows it sounds cool. Bingo. Yes. You might be a little pissy about it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And there are some notes that uh, Tally might still be working for Marcus Vitell. Hmm. Marcus Vitell is a very interesting NPC. Uh, He was born on the Iberian Peninsula, so now what is known as Spain. He fought as a soldier for the Roman Empire. Uh, He successfully posed as a Ventru for centuries. With the use of blood sorcery. Huh. That's not terrifying. Yeah. Uh, he currently rules Washington, D.C. as a city free from the cycles of the jihad and goes by the Emperor of the Anarchs. It's kind of a misnomer there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you, yeah. if you say you're the emperor of people that are like against a governing system, <laughs> like, oh, King Oxymoron. Got yeah. it. He worked apparently with some of the Anarchs in the Baltimore area to reclaim DC. DC's a whole fucking mess. It's, yeah. it's some great fucking shit because mm-hmm. it like it was it was some other bitches. He was trying to get it, and then Sasha Vikos got involved, who's a big Zemitsi, and then fucking Beckett showed up, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, Beckett's Jihad Diary. If you want the tea, fucking it's a good book. But yeah, he controls it now and is basically running Washington DC as a city where all kindred are welcome. You just got to follow his rules, and his big shtick is trying to break the cycles of uh, Jihad and Gehenna. Hmm. So what that entails? Uh, left ominously vague. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there As are, most things. You're right. There are some very interesting <laughs> rumors darkest, yeah. that Marcus Vitell might not actually be Marcus Vitell. We have a hard stat situation? 
Worse. Oh. Marcus Vitel might actually be Lasombra in disguise. No. What? Really? Yes. Huh. Oh. Okay. So that goes back to the is the clan elder dead? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's up to y'all. Y'all. And your stories. So what they're saying is what was the name of the guy who was supposedly Adam? Uh Gianto. Big Jeezy? Yeah, Big Jeezy. No, 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 not Big Jeezy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gianto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Gianto. Uh, so you're saying that he may have just made a deal with him, being like, hey, we're going to tell everyone you ate me. Maybe even fed him someone else who's pretty powerful. Then goes into hiding and then comes back as Vitel. Could be. It could be Marcus stared into the abyss too long and Lysandra's like, well, I'm bored. So he could be the rebirth in, through someone else's vessel. No. Potentially. Also crazy enough, circling back around, kind of a plot point from Our Flag Means Death. Yeah. <laughs> With Blackbeard and Steed. Yes. Uh, yeah, Marcus Vitel might be in a very homoerotic relationship with the Sombra. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Who knows? It's okay. We also have um, proof that, uh, you know, multiple vampires can be stuck in the same body and it doesn't go well. It we doesn't. talked about that Dude. in our history episode, but Yay. yeah, we have two souls, three fleshes That's, in one. Three souls, three wasn't souls. It? No, no, no. Uh, the Salat, Tremere, Zamitzi. That's not a soul. That's the no, body. There is also uh, Gortrix. Oh yeah, Gortrix too. Oh god, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, there's a Zamitzi plus four beings Potentially. in one well, little like vessel. Again, that one clearly is. That's not Zamitzi's soul. It's just like the virus. It's not a fucking virus. Also, Sorry. there's... Uh, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> and if you want to go on a slightly smaller scale, there's also some interesting stuff with Mithras in that mm-hmm. regard. But that gets into spoilers for Fall of London. Yeah. So read that book. We're not going to talk good. about it. It good. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that is the current V5 things. If you're interested in some lore sheets, the only specific one for Lysambra is Descendant of Montano, which gives you some... Fun bonuses for being a Lysabra that's having to interplay within the Camarilla. Uh, there's also the Oblivion Plowers, which technically are not Lysabra specific. Mm-hmm. But I as an ST tend to keep those solely within Lysabra just because yeah. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of weird whenever your Hakata randomly starts playing with shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can they do that technically? Eh, yeah, do I allow it? Usually no, unless you have a really fucking good reason or are willing to deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main nexus for the discipline layout is in Chicago by night. There is a spicy discipline power within Sabat the Black Hand if yep. you want to have fucked up discipline powers. Yeah. That's it, that's it. It's the one where you literally reach, it, you connect your shadow to another person's shadow and then effectively just use the shadows to grab the person, oh. yank them through okay. their shadow, pull them through, that does a... That almost outright kills a human. Right. Almost definitely every time. For another vampire, one, you now have a surprise attack on them, too. That was very fucking painful. Right. Yeah, you just basically yeet somebody through the abyss. Really quickly. Cool. Yeah, it's like fast travel through the shadow realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, very cool. It's very cool, but also... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the shadow version of Scorpions Get Over Here. Yeah. And another thing, this is not Lysambra specific, but it ties into a lot of their stuff, and I think it's an interesting lore sheet, which is the Cult of Shalim. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in getting into the uh, the the lore of the Hungry Dark and things that are coming back from Gehenna, use that in your stories. It's very spooky. What book is that in? That is in Chicago by Night. 
Okay, I, uh, I need to read that book so yeah. bad. There's also some more information in the Cults of the Blood God stuff for Cultish okay. Shalem, but that's where that starts, and it's very just, ah, oh God, why? Like, this is like actually existentially terrifying shit. If you mm-hmm. want that at your table, please use it. It's a good time. I dig it. But that is the Lysambra. How are we all feeling? I am feeling much more positive about them in general. Yeah. Um, I, I never disliked the clan. I know I joked a lot last episode, but um, even from like a player perspective, I feel a lot more positive about it. I've always viewed them as like very much an antagonist clan. I always viewed them as like, because I personally, like I mentioned, I kind of know first edition and the new stuff best. Mm-hmm. I didn't really read a lot of revised until now that I'm going back to it for the show. And so they were always being presented as an antagonist. And there's more of like straight up being said like, hey, this is something for the you know storyteller to run against their players. Mm-hmm. So that was always my perspective on them. So I always kind of saw them as a player to be trouble or um, kind of on the edgy side just because all the stuff was written as a villain to the villains. So you kind of have to push that line on a lot of that content. And I think that's where a lot of that edgelordy like vibe a lot of people used to have comes from them. I think they've pulled back on that a lot too on the newer stuff. Like they, you know, they're still shadow boys, but, but yeah, to also yes. And what you get, like I've never hated the clan. Just go with the jokes because that's what you do with most of them. Just they do attract sometimes uh, that, form of thinking and play style but it's not like it's not everything again sea pirates there's so much there's so much evidence that you could just be a sea pirate you could just be a jaunty fucking shadow sea pirate man well you can also even take or, the mentality oh, of uh piracy and raiding and that kind of like aggressive uh tactics into like a boardroom or like negotiations between like gangs or even you know playing a Lysambra who's like, no, 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 I'm used to doing things a certain way and then coming into an Elysium and just being like, this is how we're doing shit, motherfucker. And, you know, watching uh, all of the uh, more delicate, refined folks have to deal with that and just be like, ah, fuck. Yeah, it is definitely good to just have somebody that's like, they are power playing, but instead of just, hmm, we must follow the decorum and shoot the quails before we start the deals and just somebody just kick the door in. Fuck y'all, we're doing this. I mean, I think that's a major theme in V5 that I don't see get brought up a lot, actually, which is kind of a bummer. But what I read in the text a lot is that one of the major underpinnings, especially with like the clans that are of the tower shifting, um, it is really those growing pains and learning to work with and speak with people who come from different backgrounds or have different beliefs than you or different, um, you know, political backgrounds or whatever. And, but now, you know, the world is ending and we have to figure out how to fucking work together because otherwise these Methuselahs are going to wander out of the desert and just eat us all. Yeah, just buckle up, buttercup. We got to work together. John, how you feeling? Yeah. Wow, I feel special. Um, I want to make sure you're included. Like, it's, uh, I, honestly, I, I have always really liked this clan. I think they're really cool. Um, I do think they're very edgelordy. And that's okay, because after going through history and stuff, they kind of have earned that title in a positive way. Like, I get it. I get why they're edgy. I get why they're like, no, I am darkness and I'm stronger than you. Because, like, as we said in the first episode, their ties to Oblivion almost force them to do that. Like, if you're not strong, that shit's going to eat you, just so you know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I like that. I think it's cool. It gives a reason to be edgy. As in, as opposed to be edgy for 
edge's sake. Edge's sake, because I like katanas and trench coats. Yes. Just being a sentient pizza cutter. Right, yeah. yeah all edge. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Back off the whirly gig saw. Yeah. But uh, no, to yes and, like you're saying, like, yeah, all the other antediluvians were just like, oh, yes, we'll just go out and spread and make merry. Fucking this thing was just like, no, I took centuries before I was like, yeah, yeah, there's my first one. Nah, no, yeah. this one's good. Right. This is good. Yeah. Probably. And I, I like the idea of if you're going to play Lissabra, trying to play them a bit more cosmopolitan maybe than everybody else. Because it's like, yeah, you're from a clan that does a major function of like traveling and going around and having to deal with lots of different types of people. Like even within your own clan, you're going to have people that have vastly different outlooks than you. But you still all have to like fucking... T- come show up at family dinner and make a goddamn work or you're all gonna die so yeah being able to play a character who can be a little bit more worldly and is able to express things with more nuance than some of the other clans i'm like please do that mm-hmm. you can you can be super executive goth and you know just be like oh yes i've i've summered in uh tunisia and i've done this this that and other and have a air of refinement but also still just being like nah i'm a cut a bitch mm-hmm. I've found recently that I really like to take the um, the ideas of a clan and kind of flip them a little bit more. Like I mentioned, I think, last episode or, yeah. or after the episode. Um, I think I'm going to try, if, if I remember, I'm not going to guarantee this to anyone. Oh, shit, I dropped my phone. Um, I'm not going to guarantee this to anyone, but if I remember, I'm going to make this NPC. Um, I like the idea of, you know, a young vampire still trying to almost, like, push away all the shit that's mm-hmm. kind of inevitable because of their clan. I like the idea of, you know, this person who's been going through a fuck ton of bad stuff and finally gets embraced by a but the entire time they've still tried to be like a, a good and courteous person. Mm-hmm. And now not only is their life completely ruined, but their blood is telling them to be like, no, fuck that person over. You need what they have. Mm-hmm. But they're like, but, but that's not the cool thing to do. Let's not do that. I think it's kind of a cool idea. I understand that I am at four hunger dots. Why do you keep yelling at me to kick that puppy? God. Right. Yeah. yeah Kane, yeah. stop it. <laughs> stop it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're trying to tie your game into like modern um, happenings, like Sabat's broken. There are the crazy Sabat running around. There are a lot of Sabat going into the Camarilla and some going to the Anarch. Look at what's going on in the world. Somehow, in our year of the Lord, 2022, piracy is making a return mm-hmm. to our seas. <laughs> yeah, the fact what? that we have that in the United States Constitution makes me go like, there is a little somber in the room that's like, no, 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 no make sure piracy's in the notes. Make sure that's cool. <laughs> yeah, make Biden, sure it's in there. Biden, say it's cool. Say it's cool. Say it's cool, bro. Just... I, I don't know. I just love the yeehaw energy of a bunch of Americans showing up to Ukraine in like a bass boat being like, nah, we got this. <laughs> like... <laughs> and you know, at least one or two of them are going to be successful. Oh, hell is yeah. the thing. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, people who really are into this clan like the episode. I put a lot of work into this, guys. I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah. I read so many fucking books. Ugh. Yeah, um, I don't know, like I said, there's a lot in this history episode that kind of changed my perspective, too. Mm-hmm. I had only really read, like, the Sabat-focused books and then the original clan book, which is really cool. But um, there's a lot more in there that I wasn't super knowledgeable of. Like, I knew that they used to be pirates and stuff, but seeing, like, 
some of the more modern stuff that they were doing in the 90s. Like, really, really cool stuff you could use for your stories. Yeah. Yes. I, I've i not played a Lissabra, because Lissabra's kind of like rogue in D&D, where, like, you kind of are like, oh, this could be fun to do, but somebody in the party always fucking snipes it, and you're just like, <laughs> uh, damn it. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, maybe one day... Actually, side note: Don't ever let me play a Lasamp. Do not let me do it. I'm gonna be. It's. Not, uh, I'm gonna be too good at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unhinged monster. Got it. Yeah, I'm just like. I know way too much about like actual historical monsters and how these things work, and I'm just like, do not let me. Do not invite me to your game to play this. Oh no, I do love oh. currently in the uh, stream game playing uh, somebody who's definitely not a playing a clan that is actively not a background power game character but i just keep texting the dm behind just be like by the way he's doing this and just be like wait until we're out of character and be like guys i did this thing and they're like you did what you fucking monster and i'm like yeah you did yeah but yeah <laughs> I'm a cinnamon uh, roll. <laughs> i enjoyed doing this i'm hoping that we added enough nuance to give you all something to work with uh, I guess thanks, Paralyzed, for the music. Mm-hmm. It is dope. It is dope. Go check them out on Bandcamp. Uh, we exist on the Twitter. I believe we've got the new clan poll coming up. Uh, it should soon. have come out the Friday. Before. We uh, reset the list. So we have, I've listed all of the current V5 clans that we haven't gone over yet and just let them vote. Um, and then I'm going to take the top two. Mm-hmm. And then we have one we've been doing some work with. So we're going to... No throw one of our boys on there and then, and then it goes sports. to twitter yeah because we sports, blood sports. we we didn't like fight, the idea fight. of it just feeling like a cycle list that's just like these two options stay here forever and then everybody votes on the other one we wanted to like mix it up and you know give the give the patron something to do it'll be interesting looking at what's going on um yeah. i'll let i'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. let you wait till the that hits the uh, the, the twitter, twitter. Yeah. uh if you're on the patreon you can go look now but uh it'll yeah. be yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so see us on Twitter for that. We are also on Instagram at Blank Bodies Pod. If you like our show and you want to yell at us, uh, Blank Bodies at Gmail. Mm-hmm. We might do it. We have an interview series. We got more interviews lined up. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget have, that Discord. We're yeah. always there. We always, we're always active. Like we got almost every day. Patreon mm-hmm. monthly movie stuff coming up. We got people hanging out, doing game stuff, organizing game stuff, sharing cute pet pics. No. Let us see your kitties. Uh, no and dogs. Yep. If you got a gecko, hell yeah. yeah. See your weird lizard. Spiders. Mm-hmm. A raccoon. Yes. I would, I would love to see a fucking Show possum. me your fucking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. We, possum posting. If we get a member in our Discord that has a possum, I want pics every day. Yes. Uh, we're actually doing our movie night tonight as of recording. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's movie I, night tonight. You won't. This is after. So I usually don't announce it till. We get in there to start watching it, but uh, I believe the winner was In the Mouth of Madness this week. Fuck yes! Yes, that movie's so Shit, I, I... But yeah, so that'll be a good time, and if you like what we're doing, we have a Patreon. You can give us money. Mm-hmm. We I, appreciate it when you do. You do yes, not we have do. to, but we also have some goals on there, so we can do four episodes a month. We're working towards it. If we get there, rad. If uh, not, we'll get there eventually. It's fine. I've Remember, been, I need money to live. It's true. I've been saving up. I'm going to upgrade some of our equipment. Uh, so we're going to get some better, like, uh, puff mics and, yeah, little little pop filters. Get those replaced. Wait, if, if we get a pop filter for, for for Skipper, does that mean he can't? No. Oh, no. It'll no, be no. more sensual and yeah. silky. Ah, okay. It'll be a little more moist. 
Hey, <laughs> they gotta pay for that, John. Oh, sorry. You okay. can't. Hey, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, funny. maybe we'll add a list for horny skipper noises. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, I, I will say right now, if you really want that, uh, pay for the character sketch tier, and we can make you some recordings instead of fair. The character yeah. Sketch. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That is fair. We have <laughs> if you've been interested in John's kisses, <laughs> I'll we... see you kisses. Yes. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, bye. Goodbye. Fuck off. This one's free. This one's free.